Thought Bubble Audio. Time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate and Christmas. And Christmas, because somehow it's still Christmas. <laughs> somehow <laughs> really shooting for that good, good Christmas deadline here. So so much Christmas deadline. The Christmas deadline is uh testing us a little bit, but hey. <laughs> Everyone is really feeling the Christmas deadline this year. <laughs> But we decided since we had to watch these movies, you have to listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) And so we're talking, this is our castle episode. Christmas for castle. Christmas for castle. A castle castle for Christmas. Christmas. A Christmas of the castle switch. (laughs) The 12 Days of Castle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We watched um, Christmas at Castle Heart on Hallmark and A Castle for Christmas. I think that's actually the name of it. I think that's correct. (laughs) On on Netflix. (laughs) I do really, like, I know that there's only so much material to work with when you're talking about a Christmas theme. But I do need filmmakers and whoever else is involved in film title decision making to get rid of the a noun for Christmas or a Christmas Christmas noun noun format. (laughs) That naming convention needs to be done because I just, there's just no more room in the market for it. I agree. There are <laughs> other words like a festive castle, a holiday oh, castle for holiday, <laughs> <laughs> a castle holiday, a very castle holiday, a very castle <laughs> Christmas. There we go. Merry Castle Miss. <laughs> from us to you from us to you from Brooke Shields to you <laughs> from Brooke Shields dead eyes to you <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come right out and say it I hated both of these movies deeply yep. so if you watched these and had a really good time and wanted to stay in that world you can feel free to skip this episode Yeah, <laughs> I'm not here to ruin your Christmas magic the uh, just my own apparently the second castle film was in fact so bad that i was unable to slot it in among my various christmas deadlines yeah and, and it kelsey was, it was the right choice kelsey will have to be doing this as like a an old school hey watch byob i speak for you when i say that this movie was bad and we hated it <laughs> you know i was thinking about it actually earlier today um thinking about recording this episode cuz the last episode we did like a real bummer of a hallmark movie and like one that low key slapped mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to say that a castle for christmas low key slapped like don't get me wrong here but i do think that potentially we're talking about another pairing where it's like 
a very mediocre, algorithmic mm-hmm. Hallmark movie. Yep. And a movie that attempted an experimental <laughs> energy. <laughs> a movie that brings that Netflix cinematic Christmas universe unhinged. Uh-huh. So unhinged. Quality. You know, what is it about Netflix originals where they just always feel like they're right on the verge of the wheels just coming the fuck off i i wish i knew it it is a vibe like if but if anything's written by algorithm it's those movies truly yeah and yet yet. (laughs) and yet and yet they unhinged or not they do have a much more human quality than like a middle of your road hallmark yeah well you know if we go back to our 3d quadrant system (laughs) i think netflix in general is like more unhinged less christian than hallmark and i think those two things plus but like neutral fun neutral fun yeah it's like sometimes they can get into the like chaotic yeah world of like princess switch but sometimes it's this and like the one with Roblo with the elephants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> sometimes you don't even know you've blocked something out of your mind until it's been. <laughs> this one and that one seemed like they came from the same camp. I agree. Yeah. Wow, that was a bad movie. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> okay so because we're gonna keep this episode short and because we're gonna have things to say about castle for christmas i'm gonna recap christmas at castle heart in okay yeah tell me everything i missed in roughly two minutes cool (laughs) okay this is a lacy movie we were excited to see lacy but truly alarmed at what's happened to her face can I tell you ex- for like how long I thought Christmas at Castle Heart was somehow a play on Lacey's name and then I r- realized her last name is not Hart at all. <laughs> An easy mistake. And that I've like known this for years and yet like for the last week I've just been oh no, laboring under this delusion. <laughs> So Lacey with all of her face fillers, um, and her she has a sister. They are working for an event planner, and oh, she got like cheek implants yeah. or something. Yeah, it's all puppy. It's a situation. It's a situation. I told Kirstie that her only homework was to look at Lacey's face. <laughs> so Lacey, and like, and her, go ahead. she got like too much Botox for the size of her forehead or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's really uncanny. It is very uncanny. It's like, um, uh, like last week, BuzzFeed had a quiz that was like, can you tell the difference between this celebrity's impersonator, real picture, or wax figure? Oh, God. <laughs> and that's She's the all- wax figure. <laughs> that's what all of these pictures of Lacey <laughs> remind me of right now. <laughs> yeah, it makes it like, she has a weird way of talking now like the way she yeah. moves her mouth it's almost like she's animated <laughs> like a like a dreamworks animation situation well and i do feel like she's always like not moved her mouth much when she talks like she yeah. always has yeah. that sort of like half smile sort of fixed on her face mm-hmm. 
It must be such a mind fuck to be a Hallmark It girl. <laughs> there is no way that's good for your mental health. I no, probably not. <sighs> I, yeah. Especially when you get stuck with this movie. God. Yeah. Lacey honestly has had some crappy movies. She Is deserves this a, better. Another Pride and Prejudice? No. Okay. No. Um I'm just reading descriptions of it now. They're they're like thirty something orphans again. So many Christmas orphans. So many Christmas orphans. They're working as event planners for some big event planner and they get fired and they want to have their own events planning business and Lacey is divorced. So there's also the divorce oh. panic. So oh. um, but they decide the with their panic. unemployment that they're going to go to Ireland and find their relatives because their dead dad was adopted oh. and came from Ireland originally. Yikes. <laughs> so they go to Ireland and they run into this man who Hallmark wants me to believe in my heart is the, like, lead romance man. But really, like, he's an old ass man. Okay. <laughs> he does not look attractive. He's not, he's not putting out the vibes. Also, everyone in Ireland has so much bronzer. <laughs> Don't know where this came from. Bronzer crimes. <laughs> so he is the Earl of Glasslock. Okay. And he's come home after many years away. He's also an architect um, to fix the financial situation at the castle that his sister has been running for him. It's a real, it's a classic Laird comes home to Lally Brock situation <laughs> and, and his sister's mad about it. Uh-huh. And they, somehow the sisters find out, Lacey and her sister, like, become friends with him and they go to the castle for a tour a private tour um so they they think they're gonna have a steamy and the they find out that the castle happens to need an event planner for their christmas gala and so they lie and say that they are the name of the person who they used to work for like they say they still work for that person and to like hijack the event to, like, have the cred to get the deal, to get oh. the event. Yeah. Sure, because everyone knows everyone in the <laughs> event planning. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, so they're like, yeah, you can do this event and you can stay in the castle for free if that's easier for you to plan it. Obviously. <laughs> sure. So they do a lot of, like, the Earl of Glasslock <laughs> has to... <laughs> drive Lacey places to do event planning and that's like his task and so they have some like flirty field trips and the other sister finds some love interest on the side so she's also fine and they start to like get in too deep with this lie about who they are and um they keep going back and forth about, like, should we tell them? Should we not tell them? But meanwhile, Lacey has feelings for Earl. Mm. And they have all these, like... They start to have Christmas moments in addition to field trip moments. So, like, they um, decorate a tree together. And Lacey starts humming <laughs> Christmas songs. And she goes, oh, was I humming? I do that sometimes. That's not the first time. That's happened before. What is that? 
that? What is that line? What? Oh God, I wish I could remember what movie. Oh, that sorry, I'm, one, I'm humming Christmas carols. The Christmas spirit like, just through, flows through me. <laughs> <laughs> you know how sometimes you're just overcome with the Christmas spirit? God, and then she does this whole monologue about how when she was married, her marriage wasn't good, but Christmas was always special. And her husband used to put the tree topper on top of the tree because she's too short. And so she asks the Irish guy to put the tree topper on. And he goes, let's do it together. And they, like, hold hands, and then there's miraculously a stool directly in front of the tree, and she, like, climbs up and puts it on herself, and it's symbolism. <laughs> Is that a feminism? Did they do a yeah. feminism? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, and then there's a big betrayal reveal, I think, at the gala um, about who they are, because it all comes out, and the guy's mad about it. And yeah. it's... It's real because boring. Because they did a fraud. They did a little little identity theft. They did a little fraud. And then she does the like, everything we had was real, even though my name was wrong. Hmm. And he's like, yeah, you're right. And then they find out they ha some like tertiary character was actually their aunt on this like relative search that doesn't actually <laughs> come up again. What? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the movie. Surprise aunt. Surprise aunt. Both of their aunt? Yeah, because the, the sisters. Oh. Not, not the Earl meant... of Glasslock. <laughs> you meant the Earl and Lacey, and I was like, but they're supposed to be. <laughs> they're sisters, too. Okay. There you go. <laughs> okay. That's the movie. I just don't understand what their plan was to keep up the event planning fraud when it came time to do invoicing. Also, did they not sign a contract? No, it's all very, um, you know. Handshaky. Yeah, handshaky in Ireland. <laughs> you know, like you would do with a large event. Not a single subcontractor in sight. It's so alarming. And, like, they get... You see them, like, in the beginning, like, barely doing the menial tasks of event planning. And they're like, we could do this so much better. And it's like, <laughs> who, what, with what training? What experience do you have? <laughs> Who's your client base that's going to follow you over? What's your plan? Their plan is to pretend to be their... <laughs> <laughs> disgruntled former employer <laughs> in a foreign land. My favorite part of that reveal was that the foreign employer came over to Ireland to be like, them! I fired them! <laughs> really good. I mean, if someone, if someone tried, if my former employee tried to hijack a large event out from under my company, maybe, maybe it would be worth it. <laughs> wild but then you know like they've made such a good impression on the townsfolk that some like noble lady goes up to her and is like you need to leave they're good people that's not how that works it's not how it works don't do fraud guys the townsfolk won't be endeared to you they won't <laughs> Christmas movies lie <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so, like, do not recommend. 
Don't go near it. It took me over a week to watch this in like 10 minute spurts. Oh my god. And even that was painful. It, you know, it does take a Hallmark movie a really long time to gather its steam back when it comes back from commercial breaks, especially one like this. Mm-hmm. I could see that being painful. It was especially painful. when they get out the Christmas checklist, because I feel like it's usually like at the return from commercial break where they're like, now we have hot cocoa. <laughs> and then the next commercial break You're is right. like, and now we bake the cookies. It has to transition seamlessly from like Balsam Hill catalog into... Uh-huh. <laughs> plot (laughs) yeah you're very right (sighs) yeah well so let's talk about a castle for christmas let's talk about a castle for christmas (laughs) i'm gonna have you you kick us off here um okay so this movie is starring brooke shields and a man who i am face blind to um that at various points he wasn't even even like a disembodied voice in the film he was just kind of like a, a shadow on the screen with some hair, some thinning <laughs> hair. Like, there's a character here in theory but I couldn't tell you anything about who he is <laughs> sorry to this man <laughs> so Brooke Shields is a writer, and she's, like, a very successful writer who has, like, a a very, very, very popular romance series. Yeah. And she's just released a new book, and uh, there's a lot of press and hubbub around it, because in the final plot twist of the book, she kills off the love interest. And this causes her fans to riot, Mm -hmm. just like flipping cars in the streets. So she has to go on the Drew Barrymore show to do (laughs) press tour slash redemption. And in the midst of all of this, she's also going through a divorce or is already divorced. Yeah, Yeah. Already divorced. She's just lonely. She and she's still emotionally going through the divorce. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Um, so she's a grumpy divorcee, and her book is not well received, and so it's a lot of pressure. So she goes on the Drew Barrymore show, and has like a complete breakdown, mm-hmm. and flees. Yep. And long story short, ends up in Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Um. And there's a long montage of her arriving in Scotland after having made a big deal about how she plans to be completely anonymous. And it'll be so great because no one will know who she is and no one will have ever read her books. Um, And then, of course, she's like her face is like on a bus billboard when she gets off the Mm -hmm. plane at the airport or something. Um, And so there's a long montage of her arriving in Scotland and looking very out of place because her clothes are too glamorous. And she has an American accent. (laughs) And she rolls up to this inn, and that is the point at which the story ensues, <laughs> and also where I basically lost the plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because from this point on, it becomes this very muddled journey of, like, she's at a castle, and she's going to rediscover herself as a single woman, and also there's a financial plot about escrow, yeah. And also, here's a plot about Duke 
dukedoms, duchies, yeah. Yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call that kind of inherited wealth. Yeah. And then just for funsies, there's a roving gang of knitters, <laughs> knitting vigilantes. <laughs> Literally the only part of the plot I cared about. You could have thrown out the rest of the movie and remade the movie about the knitting vigilantes, and Mm -hmm. it would have been thrilling. Because on top of the fact that they are knitters who have knitting circle and also do knitting in a van, which is quite charming, each of those characters were actually kind of interesting Mm -hmm. and, like, had some life to them. Mm -hmm. And you can't say that about an, any of the other characters who are primarily Brooke Shields and <laughs> Shadow Man. <laughs> My only take, which Kirsty has already heard, is that if you want me to buy into the romance plot of your Christmas movie, it can't be about Uggos. Like, sorry. <laughs> I, like, didn't even clock whether or not he was ugly because I was so just like... I can't with either of them. He didn't have a good voice. He had nothing. He had nothing. And he's not like they are. They're not even playing the same sport. Say nothing of whether or not they're in the same league. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I do know. And like some romance plots can make that cute. But this one didn't. Where was Pierce dad? Like, (sighs) Pierce Dad would have been fun in this one. He's free. Pierce Dad is a grumpy old duke. Yeah, that was basically Cinderella. (laughs) True. True. So basically what happens is, um, similar to the last movie, so she shows up, and I don't know how they got there, but she ends up getting a private tour of the castle, and again, we think there's going to be a steamy. Yep. And then she, like, breaks away from him. During the tour and goes to, like, a forbidden part of the castle or something. Yep. And he gets mad at her for some reason that's unclear. What we're missing here is that her dad grew up as a groundskeeper. Yeah. In the castle. Well, so that was, yeah. So she escapes and he's mad at her and she's like, well, I had to go to this room because my dad's initials are carved Mm. into it. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, when we learn that her dad had a connection to it. That's when I learned. That, no, that her... that's why she came over there in the first place. Oh, I messed all of that. Yeah. I thought she just, like, Googled for castles in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that yeah. film is The Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, they got to this part with the steamy fake out where she finds his name in, in the attic or whatever. And I was yeah. like, oh... This is a plot, huh? But I guess they had already established it, so. It's a plot. <laughs> There's a plot. So then it then it comes out that the Duke is poor and can't maintain the castle anymore and has to sell it. So Brooke Shields is like, I'm by the castle today. Yeah. And the Duke hoodwinks her into a plan where if she backs out of the deal, then he gets to keep the castle. Or something. It's a non-refundable deposit. Um, <laughs> this is almost where my notes fall off, but I have this part. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's a non-refundable deposit and the escrow period goes through Christmas. Sure. And so his gimmick with his friend, who's like the groundskeeper there slash tour guide, is 
that she's definitely going to back out because he's going to how to lose a guy is in 10 days her. Yeah. Yeah. And get her to leave. And so then make it really cool to make her sleep in the worst bedroom. Right. And so then he keeps that deposit and then they can afford their Christmas gala (sighs) and whatever else. That was the the part I wasn't connecting is like, okay, so you're going to do a hijinks, but then how do you magically afford the castle? Yeah, that was how. Stealing the the deposit makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, and then there's like several extended periods of time where it's just like her living in the castle with the guy and him trying to make it uncomfortable for her to live in. Yeah. And at one point she goes bicycling through the countryside. And yeah, there's a lot of like Brooke Shields just living like it could be a yeah. activity, a commercial or something. Yeah, like. <laughs> there is a scene where she like comes bounding down in the morning and she's wearing like little pink sneakers and black leggings and like a puffy little vest. Mm-hmm. And I totally had that thought because then she just like goes outside and does like <laughs> kinesthetics. She's like, yeah, I had my probiotic today. <laughs> Um, so, uh, in, and then, like, towards the middle, that's when we sort of start to transition into this gala thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I missed a lot of the gala stuff, but in the end, Same. they have a gala. And it is timed to the dramatic conflict between the two of them. Yeah. Where... I actually missed how they even got into the conflict. Does she figure out that he was trying to hoodwink her? I feel like she never does. I feel like they had a different conflict. I don't know what the... <laughs> I just know there was conflict because there must be. There, Yeah. Well, and like, so they, they have conflict and she like packs up to leave Scotland. <gasps> okay. Part of the conflict is that they're like starting to have steamies in the lead up to the gala (laughs) and also talking about the sale of the castle and then at one point she's like well if i buy the castle i'll let you live here Mm -hmm. or she's she like steamily is like i thought you'd move in here or whatever and then he gets indignant because he's like i've lived here all my life but thanks for letting me live here Mm. and then somehow that's where the conflict is Mm mm-hmm uh, unclear but anyway she dramatically tries to leave scotland well that's when he pays when he he pays he explains <laughs> his his financial troubles and his responsibility as duke to be financially in the green so that he can like help all of his tenants which i guess well, is like i think it's like the castle draws tourism to the town and so his thing was like he has to maintain the castle so that the townsfolk can have income from tourism that was my takeaway it's messy but it ends with brooke shields being like i'm paying off all your mortgages you're fine to everyone in the pub (laughs) which like how exactly how much money does a novelist make i mean like i'm I'm sure that there are some novelists who make quite a lot of money, but I can't think of many who have their faces publicized as Brooke Shields is that everyone in the world knows who she is. It just, I I have to... Yeah, I was trying to, like, 
I was trying to equate who this author is supposed to be in real life, and the closest I could come up with was, like, Diana Gabaldon. Mm. But even then, like, we're talking about, like, a fervent fan base, not, like, everybody in the world being a fan base. No, I think if you, like... Want a, like She's like a Jasmine Guillory, like a romance novel for the like that has a broader reach i think yeah but like that's not gonna that doesn't get your face on billboards well that's what i'm saying right like netflix is wrong netflix Netflix is is, once again wrong yeah yeah she has this like penthouse mansion that puts j-lo's to shame (laughs) in new york and then she's buying like the castle which castles are so expensive to maintain i don't think she really knows and that's what he's trying to teach her but also i still don't think she ever got the memo about the castle i don't think she ever figured it out i don't think she's actually prepared but i think she was also like so like they have this gala and then i think she was basically like we'll just have this gala all the time And that's how we'll make money or something. I don't know. It, it This film was loosely structured to begin with, and it really falls apart at the end. It falls apart. There's like a... The knitting club shows up like in a hubbub at least three times, but I don't remember why. I can't remember why. Well, there's like one scene where they show up in a hubbub in their little caravan, and... um Oh, they put all the knit goods in her bedroom because it's the cold room. <laughs> Uh, so they like show up and they like throw open the door and brooke shields is like what's wrong and they're like we're gonna dye this girl's hair (laughs) and then (laughs) and then brooke shields dyes her hair this like chick's hair green like for what but it was like a whole panic it was a whole panic it took up like 15 minutes of the film and then like for the rest of the film her whole character arc is like, my hair is green now and I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> Brooke Shields, Look not just a novelist or a castle owner, but also a hairdresser. Yeah, she just like throws that out there. She's like, I did hair once for some reason. What? And that's relevant to the plot. So We've I'm going to dye your hair someone's now. bangs in college, Brooke. <laughs> Yikes. And then there was they the knitting gang is somehow involved in the hubbub at the end. Mm-hmm. They make her to, stay. They make her stay. And go to the Kella or something. Yeah. Because she's gonna leave and they're like, oh, no one can drive you to the airport. And they all play a game where like no one can drive her to the airport. And there's something with a snowstorm. There's always a snowstorm. But, and they so because of the snowstorm and the knitting games inter gang's intervention, they like bribe the taxi guy who's mm-hmm. the only driver mm-hmm. in town to like drive her back to the pub. And then it's like, oh, now you have to go to the gala and here's the dress you found in the attic. Yep. Um Which is a vibe. <laughs> which is it's like a giant green puffy number with Doesn't a little tartan, bit of like, tartan. All over it? It's well. It's got tartan like in the bodice and the skirt, but then it's got like green everywhere else. I it was a lot of tartan. Yeah, but it was like red and black tartan with green mm-hmm. over it's skirt festive. because it's Christmas theme. 
And she like pulls it out of the attic and everyone's like, oh, it's so perfect for you. And it's like symbolic somehow. Unclear. Unclear. And then I'm pretty sure she and the faceless man have a steamy (laughs) in that dress. (laughs) I would be able to confirm if I could remember what he looked like. (laughs) If I had ever seen that man. (laughs) Goes into a bathroom with him. But I can no longer remember, and I don't think I knew this at the time, even if this was before or after they had their big fight. The timeline of the romantic know. fight doesn't make any sense. This movie is so bad. <laughs> <laughs> at some point, her daughter shows up, and I don't know if it was a flash forward or if it was just like, oh, she's just no, there. no, 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 um... So her daughter, part of why Brooke Shields is depressed is her daughter is supposed to go to the ex-husband's wedding, which is happening on Christmas Eve. It must be Christmas Eve. These things always happen on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, And and so she's like not going to see her daughter for Christmas. Um, She'd wanted her daughter to come to Scotland. But then the whole fight happens and she's like, okay, I'm just going to go to New York and have Christmas by myself. And then when everybody tricks her into staying, they also there's also a dramatic reveal either in the pub or at the gala, I can't remember, where they're like, and now we're going to welcome Brooke Shields' daughter. And Brooke Shields is like, <gasps> and, and her daughter walks in. Oh. And then they get to have Christmas together. I missed that whole thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it happened. <laughs> I have I'm like 85% confident that it happened. Oh my god. That's how I remember it, but I believe you. I trust you. <laughs> I, don't I don't trust me. I don't trust me and I don't trust this movie. Anyway, I was alarmed that her daughter's walking around and Brooke and Faceless Man are like straight up having steamies everywhere and it's like what just is everywhere. So many steamies. I nobody has a steamy dance scene also, but that might be when they start their romantic fight. <laughs> it's unclear. And then I don't, I don't... Other than the fact that they all go to the gala and Brooke Shields wears the dress, I don't remember how the movie ends. I don't either. I think she just stays there forever and they're all happy. Okay. I think that's cool. it. I think she, oh, there's a plot related to the novel where she decides to bring back the guy who she killed off. Oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is an awesome recap. She <laughs> does, well, I think it tells you a little something about what we're dealing with here. Uh-huh. And yeah, there's like a bunch of writing montages where she's like trying to write her time at the castle. Yeah. And I I think, I guess, when she brings back the dead character, you're supposed to assume that she's healed from the divorce. Yep. Yep. Symbolism. And then, but then she writes, like, a different style of novel, also. I think There's, like, something about, because, like, she, like, writes a castle-themed novel, and her agent's been, like, not... Mm. behind it but it's because she's like 
creatively free now that she lives in Scotland. <laughs> sure. Or something. <laughs> Again, I could be getting the details of wrong. I don't know. Can we also address that Brooke Shields is horny for Outlander? Yes. <laughs> because yes <laughs> not over that part yet it was like a big <laughs> core element of the press tour was like brooke shields is horny about outlander oh yeah i was obsessed with the vibes a lot <laughs> every episode can be an outlander episode if you try hard enough netflix just... believes this i don't know who this movie was for and we say that a lot but like <laughs> truly truly i, I don't I don't know who this was for. Who I think this is for. I, I can't even tell, honestly, if it's been enjoyed. No. You know? Yeah. Like, I know some people who've watched it, and I don't think anyone said outright that they hated it, but I think it's because it's unhinged. And I think sometimes watching unhinged stuff, like, breaks the barometer in people's brains, and so mm -hmm. they don't necessarily enjoy it, but... They are, I think, filled with the chaotic energy. <laughs> I think, like, it could have been a good fun time under different circumstances. And by different circumstances, I mean different lead actors. I think <laughs> and you maybe could even do... Plot. I feel like Brooke Shields is really... she. She's, like... She has a similar gift that Vanessa Hudgens has, which is like bringing her unhinged real life energy onto the screen and thriving when she's allowed to just let her freak flag fly. You know, I didn't I didn't want want it. though. <laughs> well, I just don't think they let her do it enough, frankly. Like, I think this was not the best. This is like Brick Shields in this movie is like if you only let Vanessa Hudgens play Margaret or Stacy. So we need Fiona. We need... Brooke Shields needs a Fiona. Is what I'm saying. I think Brooke Shields herself is Fiona. That's that's exactly my point. Yeah. Which no, is that's why... Fair. That's fair. So I think, like, they made Brooke Shields play play Vanessa Hudgens playing Stacy. Mm -hmm. And what they needed to let Brooke Shields do is Vanessa Hudgens playing Fiona. Mm. And, like, cast a man. A real Who man. Keep up with it. The Part <laughs> of the problem with this dude is he has, like, no energy. Oh, he's nothing. He brought absolutely nothing to this film. I could buy, like, Brooke Shields' whole journey here sure. if there was, like, a hot man at the end of it who was, like, capable and interesting. Mm -hmm. And he's none of those things. He just, he didn't feel like a match to her in any way. Like, he no. was such a blob. I don't know if it was writing or the actor or what, but, like, the chemistry was just incorrect. It was bad. Absolutely incorrect. Because he's just this, like, mopey, sullen boy. He's like, my castle doesn't have any money. <laughs> I have to sell my castle and now someone's <laughs> trying to buy it. Someone's interested in me romantically. <laughs> <laughs> this rich hot woman is gonna buy my castle and let me stay here that makes me mad also she wants to bone down I think it's rude <laughs> and 
I don't even think he's actually Scottish. He's British. Yeah. Which, I like, have his Wikipedia page open. Is there is there no hot man in all of Scotland who can be uh, in this movie? <laughs> I just I feel like you you definitely needed someone with like a stronger yeah like life force and like <laughs> with a pulse you mean yeah exactly God. <laughs> exactly and I yeah again I don't know if it was writing or directing or the actor or all of the above but. It just needed to be rethought. Mm-hmm. The knitting gang was really carrying a lot of this movie. Too much. All of it, I would and say. And they were way more prolific than humanly possible. Also, there, um, one of the women in the knitting gang um, had this like weird subplot that I only... F- I completely forgot about at one point but early in the movie they made it seem like she was sketchy somehow and then i just like never followed up with it there's like this i think she checks brooke shields into the hotel or something into the castle and it's like revealed that she knows who brooke shields is but it's like dramatic irony so brooke shields doesn't know this and then at one point she's on the phone with someone and she speaks with an american accent I missed all of this. And I thought it was supposed to imply that she was up to something, mm. but I don't know what. I don't know. I I lost the plot quite literally on that one. Mm. But she was in the knitting gang. So if she was going to do shenanigans, she was well placed for it. And it's then true. I just... It's true. I swear we watched this movie. That's what's incredible about it. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> And I read like three recaps before we got here, and I still no, I don't. I have no idea. It's not. It's not good. This isn't a movie that you watch for the film. Mm. It's something that you watch to put on. Even even then, <laughs> I don't <laughs> endorse. I mean, I did an entire weaving while watching I, it. I don't endorse. <laughs> It wasn't fun. It was just a mess. There was no one to look at. Like, no. Just a mess. I want to be so clear. This is not an ageist commentary either, because, like, if you gave me Meryl and Pierce Dad, you know I'm having a good time. Oh, absolutely. You put Colin Firth in that castle? Yeah. Colin Firth could have kept up with Brooke Shields, I think. Yeah. How do you think Hugh Grant would have done in that castle? <laughs> um he would have he would have been quite well a good for this role i think actually but he's he's too busy making paddington he's very busy he's very busy I'm good for him all i'm saying is there's a lot of eligible yes. people of any age yes. it doesn't have to be these people yeah it's just an untidy little film untidy like mess but not not a fun mess no not like marie kondo mess doc if i also don't know that like we needed a story about like trying to save your house because of financial drama no. <laughs> in the year of our lord 2021 yeah that's not <laughs> like there's other avenues we could have explored here yeah. Yeah. 
But Especially anyway. for the resolution to just be like, oh, well, good thing there's a rich lady here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Turns out wealth solves There's everything. some, like, narrative interest. You yeah. just get more billionaires, I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean... I think I could write a Christmas movie right now. Mm-hmm. And it would be... About the... <laughs> just came to me but it's gonna be a better movie i promise you (laughs) it's about the people who are making that train in england remember from julie walters and they're building the new train line and they have to build the train line in order to have christmas because of a deadline and somehow the train has to work for christmas yeah like the train has to get people to a christmas event at the end of the line yeah like they'll have the grand opening of the lot of the train line yeah. So they have they're hosting a train event where the event is at the end of the line and but they have to pick up the people at the other end and then they do a dinner train to the event. Yep, and then there's like community bonding. Mm-hmm. And there can be a train romance. It would be great anyway. Oh, a train romance would I've be beat very this movie fun. already. <laughs> there need to be more train movies. <laughs> what we're saying is we like infrastructure. <laughs> Which, you know, is a shame because castles are a form of infrastructure. Yeah, but this one was so wrong. I just think that if they wanted to do, if they want to do a castle movie, they need to do like an Escape to the Chateau style Mm -hmm. castle movie, which I think this like low-key wanted to be, but couldn't be. No, because there was no budget to do renovations. Right, right. Like, that's what we're missing here. Right. If you want to do a castle rehab, then you need to have, like, rehab Brooke Shields needs to be dumping all her money into renovating the castle and making it magical again. Right. Right. Yeah, because no one's addressed how her buying the castle is going to bring in tourism. Because she's famous. People will <laughs> There's come a whole scene where she, like, does to a tour. Her. A tour in the castle. And I was yeah. like, so is the bit just going to be that, like, Brooke Shields does private tours and... So that's why people come to the castle? Yes. Again, unclear. Also unclear that I don't believe her novels had anything to do with, like, Scotland or castles or anything like that. No, no, because they didn't. And that's why when she writes the castle novel at the end... Mm -hmm. It's like a departure. It means, like, it came full circle because it's like she went to the castle and wrote something that was not her usual style against the advice of her agent... So people but, are going to come to this random place that has nothing to do with her to get her to do a tour of a random Yes, yeah, exactly. Incredible. Unreal. So anyway. Um, yeah. I think that's going to wrap up Christmas for us this year. Yeah. Fewer films than we've done in the past, I feel like. Fewer. I do have Christmas House 2 on the DVR, and I may or may not watch it, but... Yeah, we, do- we owe it to treat Dad. Yeah. We'll report back in some way. In some form or another, yeah. But our next episode is awards. Yeah. Awards and then Pilot Palooza. Yep. Getting ready to close out one Mm -hmm. year and begin another. Yep. I feel like we're not in a place to pick our pilots at this moment in time, so. Nope. (laughs) We'll report back on that as well. All right. Well,. Thank you for listening. You can find us at 
hate watch with us on apple podcasts and you can leave us a five-star review for this riveting recap of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. castle of christmas you can find us on Twitter at HateWatchWithUs. You can email us at HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com or you can visit our website, HateWatchWithUs.com. We're also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network and they have other shows and you can find out more about them at ThoughtBubbleFM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com and th- you can also send them emails at ThoughtBubbleAudio at gmail.com. And I will say that one of our friends over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network, Palmer yep. from... Academy Rewind yep. <laughs> and other podcasts was a huge fan of this movie. So if you found our enthusiasm for a castle for Christmas to be lackluster, I would suggest <laughs> reaching out to Academy Rewind yep. to discuss this film because Palmer would be thrilled. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> agreed. We are just not the demo, apparently. <laughs> we found out who this movie is for, and it's Palmer. <laughs> In fairness, he was riding high on that Vanessa Hudgens energy. Yeah, I know. That could have been a different vibe for all of us. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye.